Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at boardwalkhardwood.com. With avowed Tennessee Titans fan Brooke Grimsley and Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis, I'm Randy Carricker. It's the oh, opening drive on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, I said before the uh, break, would be on the call tonight for the Blues and the Avalanche, but that's a TNT game. So uh, JK and Rivers get the evening off, although Rivers, Rivers will be heard this afternoon here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Jamie, good morning. How you doing? Good, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. How's everything going with your Pick'em Challenge against the Riz Show? Well, we're up, I think, right now, five weeks to two. Good. Um, and personally, I think things have been going okay. Last week was a real big bump in the road for me. I think I only got like four or five games right. I got back on track with like 10 this week, I think. Now, they have a history, the the Riz Show, of trying to change rules midstream. Have they tried to do that <laughs> with you guys with the Pick'em Challenge? Randy, it's unbelievable. It's weekly. These guys, try, they, they're, they're inventing rules to change. I swear, it's unbelievable. And then they cry about it when we don't want to change. They and they cry and cry. And, yeah, so I don't You know, it, what's good for them is just winning each time. And when they face adversity, they crumble. They just crumble. They want to change all the rules. Jamie, we keep talking about the power play. It feels like just about now every week because it hasn't improved yet. But it looks like yesterday at practice, Craig Bruby kind of moving some things around to try to spark something offensively from the Blues power play. Is that going to be enough to provide a spark and really change things? Is this just something that's going to take time? Well, the way I look at it is a couple of ways. One, it can't get any worse, right? So you might as well move some pieces around, try some guys out in different areas. I do think the Blues have the right personnel as far as overall on the team. Now, have they put the right personnel together to click yet? Well, obviously not because it hasn't been very successful. So I I like what Craig Ruby has done. And when you're a coach, and Kerry, you know this too, when you're a coach and something – that you're trying to make work just isn't working, you have to change it. You have to move the pieces around and hopefully find the right combination. I think that's that's what Craig Ruby's doing right now. Yeah, you have to figure out what is and who is going to work. And and I guess that goes to my question. What is causing the inconsistency, the win-loss, win-loss, you look really good and then you look really bad? Why is that? Well, Kerry, if I had the answer to that, I'd give you the winning lottery numbers, too. I'll tell you that. Um, no, it's just, I think this is a combination of, you know, putting in a new defensive system and putting in a couple of new players, and you're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. And, 
you know, it's just one of those things to start the season where it's up and down and up and down and all around. And I don't know what the answer is, honestly. And I think Craig Berube and the players are trying to figure out what the heck the answer is to that. Because the sooner they can figure out that problem and play more consistently and put a couple of wins together, the better it is in the division. Although the flip side of it is, at least they're not losing every game or multiple games in a row, too. So, I mean, you have to look at it both ways sometimes, but I know the the Blues and Craig Brewery would like to put together two or three, maybe four wins in a row. Do you feel a, a sense of urgency from the players? I, there were some writers from the Athletic, uh, national writers, that said that Brewery could be one of the coaches on the hot seat if this season doesn't go uh, in the manner in which it does. It should. Do you do you feel a sense of urgency from those guys, knowing that that's a, a possibility? Well, first of all, those writers should have another beer, okay? <laughs> Craig Berube's not the problem. Like, you know this, Kerry, and, and I know the head coach falls under scrutiny because you can't get rid of all the players, but you can get rid of the coach. Right. And I think that philosophy is flawed in, in many ways. But, look, I, I think there's urgency from these guys. Last, the last game they played against the Vancouver Canucks, look, it wasn't a work of art. In fact, it was it was quite ugly. But... That being said, middle of the third period to the late third part of third period, you had guys that were still scrapping out there for each other. You had guys that were still blocking shots. You had guys that were involved in the game. And I mean, you know this as well as anybody. When you have guys that are still willing to lay it on the line, when the game has already been determined, when, when the outcome has already been determined, then, you know, you've got something there. You've got guys that don't want to lose. You've got guys that want to play hard for each other. And I think that's the foundation to a successful team. So I don't see anybody at this point, you know, just not buying into what's going on. Jamie, I got a couple for you. Number one, uh, Joey Vitale brought up yesterday that it's incumbent upon the leadership core, and that's the captain and the the assistant captains or alternate captains, whatever the Blues call them, to help solve the inconsistency and effort problem. You've been in a million dressing rooms. Do the does the leadership core of a team have that much influence that they can get people that are playing inconsistently or have an inconsistent compete level to compete harder? Well, you'd hope so, right? And so here's where here's where I, sometimes the old school mentality is still in my head, right? And I, I remember back in my playing days when if we went through a stretch where we were inconsistent, where it could be different, yes, the leadership group would step up and call guys out. And there would be, there would be a tax that needs to be paid, and that tax would be in practice. If you weren't going hard in games, then – I'll tell you what, you would have to go hard and practice or someone would feed you your lunch mm-hmm. in practice. And I don't I don't see that anymore, although Braden Shen and Jordan Kyrie did have a little you know, a little tussle, whatever you want to call it, uh, a week or so ago. But it has to be upon the leadership group. Like if you're not going hard and I'm looking across the locker room at you and I know that you're not giving me everything you got, I'm going to get my pound of flesh. And it's going to be either right there in the locker room or it's going to be practice. I'm going to make your life miserable so that you compete so hard just because you hate me. <laughs> so, yes, it is the leadership group's responsibility to make sure guys are bringing it. And Kerry is nodding and smiling, by the way, as you say that. Now, my second question, because you work skills with, with your camps and, and your business with Synergy Hockey, you work with a lot of young people. And at the end of last season, 
Doug Armstrong talked about how young people are more interested in the 18-second clip than the 18 minutes of hockey that they play. And this is we, we don't want to throw a blanket over every young person, but is the attention span in general of young people part of the issue here? Uh, I don't know if it's the attention span. I mean, I think the attention span overall in society has mm-hmm. gone has gone crazy. Mine too. Without that. Yeah, without diving too far into it, I mean, look, we're all like quick hit people now. Like, if the video takes longer than 12 seconds, we don't watch it type thing. And so I think that everybody's kind of changed that way. But as far as the player's concerned, look, the players are all about the why. Now, more so than ever before when I've coached, players want to know why they're doing a certain thing or a certain skill or working on a certain drill or a situation. And so you better have the information and the information better come quickly. You better get from A to B in a hurry with the information to satisfy what they're looking for and then also fix their problem. And that can be hard sometimes as a coaching staff to identify the problem and fix it really quickly with the why so that the player actually listens to it. So, yes, there is, there, there is a different way to have to coach these athletes these days, but you also can put some of the, the onus back on them with – the technology that's available with the iPads, guys can take iPads home. They can watch clips and this and that. I've said this for a number of years now. I would put the players in charge of coaching themselves. And what I mean by that is, and I've done this with players, NHL players that I work with just privately, is I'll pick a certain amount of games and I'll tell them I want them to break down their ships. And then I'll compare their, their notes to my notes and see how far off they are or how close they are. And what happens then is you're training the athlete to coach themselves so that when we get together in a meeting or a Zoom call and they're going through it and they're noticing exactly the same things that I'm noticing, then they're getting it. So then they're self-coaching. And at that point, now you now you motivate them because it's fun for them. They, all these kids want to watch video. They want to watch clips of themselves, right? They're full of themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Mm-hmm. Coach yourself then, too. And so for me, I find the path to get to more success is by – having a partnership with the player to where you're both coaching the player and he feels like he has ownership in his own game. I think you you hit the nail on the head. I watched, I had a group of kids watch film with us, stayed after and watched film and, and showed them how to watch film. And it, it actually opened up their eyes like, oh man, I can learn from this. It's about learning and knowing what you're doing. And when you're a younger player and figuring things out, it definitely helps watching film and understanding, not just watching film to say you watched it, but know exactly what you're looking at while you're watching it. Well, yeah. And, you know, gone are the days of, like, Kerry, when you and I, came up playing, whether it's high school or college or junior hockey, whatever it was, gone to the days of just go do what I tell you to do because right. that's what you need to do. The players now are like, well, why, though? Like, I get it, Coach. I want to do it, but tell me why. And so to your point exactly is showing them how to learn, how to coach themselves, how to watch video, how to do things, that helps because then the player then, when you when the coach speaks – the player identifies what the coach is talking about because the player knows what he or she is supposed to be doing at that point. So, yeah, I think it's a big a big part of coaching these days is getting the players to be involved in the partnership and part of the plan as far as learning to self-coach themselves. Last thing for Jamie Rivers, what did you think of Andrew Marsh's Halloween outfit? <laughs> oh, Randy, I thought it was stellar. I thought it was stellar. I asked him, though, I said, 
how many kids your age actually knew what the hell you were dressed up as? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I got a couple of like nods. And I was like, okay, fine. Because I love the outfit. I thought it was awesome. But uh, and by the yeah, way, it, yeah, was, it the- was Ozzy Osbourne wearing the blue shirt. Oh, yeah. And uh, what's funny, too, I was telling this story to Andrew and uh, Anthony is I became friends with a guy who is acquainted with Ozzy Osbourne and his management group. And during the 2019 Stanley Cup run, you know, obviously that picture like made its way out again. Somebody found it and it got out. And so this guy that I know asked me to get a blues jersey for him. And I did. And he put Osbourne on the back and got it to Ozzy. And if you Google it, there's a picture up there now where Ozzy's wearing an actual St. Louis Blues hockey jersey. And that was during the 2019 run. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Rivs, have a great day. We'll be tuned in for the uh, the fast lane this afternoon. And then you're back at it on Friday night when the Blues take on the Devils. Devils. So it's, yeah, I, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, Devils and then Canadians. Yeah, back-to-back at home. should be fun. It would be great. Have a great day, sir. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. See you. Jamie Rivers, our buddy from the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. You can hear him with Anthony Stalter this afternoon at 2 to 6 here on 101 ESPN.